we're we're live. I got you this time. Well, we're we're kind of live. It's boop. (laughs) You've just been listening to a recording of Mike while he was off somewhere else. Well, welcome. We joined the podcast already in progress. (laughs) We will not return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Unless this is your regular scheduled programming, then you are in the right place. Well, well, Mike and I today, we both have big starter jackets on, like from the 90s, because oh Lord knows it's very, very cold outside. Yes. And, you know, uh, <laughs> if we got the starter jackets on, that means we've got to be listening to Pop Pop Goes the Weasel. Pop, the Weasel. Oh, by third base? Yeah, you remember that? Wow. <laughs> Sometimes we Did, discuss things. Didn't they have... Pop Goes the Weasel, Goes the Weasel, Goes Yeah, pop. didn't they have the huge starter jackets on? I mean, that was That was thing. like a thing. Yeah, yeah hip hop in the '90s, yep. you had to have the starter jackets. Okay, even guys in Florida wore them, which made no sense. Was, oh, it's a blustery day, 62 here in well, Florida. Same thing. My son, my we met up for we met up for dinner this week, Patrick, and he's 22, nice. and he just he just said, "Dad, this is how I show up places." He had on sweatpants and a sweatshirt, and I promise you, it was in the '90s. This was yeah. This was Sunday night. We were we were That's taking COVID dress right we there. We were taking lockdown dress. We were taking Grace out as a as a last thing while we were together because she was going up. My one of my daughters, my oldest daughter, went off to college on Monday. Uh, Boo hoo for me. Right. Uh, but but we're but we're sitting there, and I said, Patrick, it is so hot outside. He said, Dad, this is just the way that I dress when I'm at home. But this is the same guy. I could never get to wear a pair of pants. No. On a no, fall retreat, so I don't, even it's in the 30s outside and yeah, snowing. I don't. I, don't oh, I know where he got that from. He got that from me. Well, that, um, it makes almost makes more sense. I'd yeah. rather be a bit colder than blistering hot. But you know, maybe it's just a lack of self control. Oh, uh, <laughs> you with the segue! <laughs> look at that! Look at how I did! Look at how I did that! I busted us with it! Look at that! I never ever segue us into the into the subject, and I'll and I'll tell you why I did today, because I know nothing about self control. <laughs> I am the most impulsive pastor. Well, you know, well, it's, but we were talking before. Uh, we were talking before, and I said, I said we're we're going to be discussing self control, and I actually saw life leave leave Jay's eyes completely. I, 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 I saw dead eye. I saw dead eyes. Part of the, part of this podcast is me just confessing things that I'm terrible at. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, this, this week, and let's digress a little bit. We're tackling Jurassic Park. One of my favorites. Great movie. I awesome. remember seeing it as a kid being just in awe of the dinosaurs, like real dinosaurs. On Thanks a lot for saying when I was a kid. I was not a kid when I saw it. Uh, I mean, I okay, I, what was it, 96, 90? No, I don't know. I was in my I was, teens still. You were, I think it was 93. Yeah, yeah, you're right, 93, 94. Okay. So I was probably still in high school. But a- anyways, it was the, and I watched this week the um, making of Jurassic Park. Um, it's on Netflix. I'll put it in the show. He's notes. trying to get some, he's trying to get some really smart stuff to add to this podcast, folks. It was the first time they had ever completely done a CGI thing placed in there. Right. And of, of uh, certainly of this magnitude, for sure. Yes. And the making of it kind of adds to what we're talking about today about self control. Because the guy that ended up doing this was not the head of the department of the special effects people or whatever. It was a lowly guy that had a corner office, and he just decided that he could make this happen. Wow. Because they were doing claymation dinosaurs and stuff. Oh, dear. And stop animation. And oh, it dear. So bad. Oh, dear. And he I've just, seen those movies from the 70s. So They're this awful. guy, they, they told him, look, you, you're not going to be able to get this done. There's not the... the what, what we Technology, said, the memory maybe? yet? The tech isn't there yeah. yet. 
and they said, just work on what we've given you. And he had no self-control. He went, he went off the rails. He but, went off the rails. But look at what he created. Now, of course, this, yes. is, a, this is a positive no self-control ad, but we're, we're, really, we're really looking at self-control as a building block of a godly life. Okay? Exactly. That, if, if I was going to give you kind of the, the gist of what we're going to try and talk about today, uh, before I told you, well, actually, after I told you, I have a very difficult time with self-control. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. But to give you an idea of where this kind of fits into the film. So towards the end of the film, John Hammond and I forget the name that, uh, I forget the name of the... Jeff Goldblum? Laura Dern. Laura Dern. I forget her character's name, but they're sitting at the table. We'll go with Laura Dern. And they're, they're eating ice cream. And it's, it's delicious ice cream. And at the end of the scene, he says, I spared no expense. But they're, they're talking about this debacle that is taking place where people are, people are in danger from these dinosaurs that are not controlled at all. They are, they are wild animals that are now running this island. And he's sitting down there with her, and he has this moment of clarity, in quotes, where he says, you know what? I know what went wrong. It's this guy that we hired. We need to do a better job of taking care of the people that we bring in this. And when we do it again, and <laughs> right. those, those right. words, those words for me were like, that is where self-control has absolutely left the building. You see what happens when you, when you go beyond what is, what's right, when what's, what's, what should be done, you know, not what can be done, but what should be done. And it blows up, and then you want to do it again. You know? It, yes. It's, it's like the... Next you know, time we build a super T-Rex. That's right. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> folks, I am not hating on those movies. Every time a Jurassic Park comes out, I'm there. I'm there the weekend it comes out. But the main theme is... Yeah. The, yeah, the main theme is... why do not we do yeah, this. Yeah, don't play God. Don't play God, but, you know, uh, if you do, we want to see the movie footage of it. <laughs> You know, we want to see we want to see the ultimate failure. Right, the ultimate failure. But um, but the text the text that kind of really resonated with me is out of Second Peter. So when you think about Second Peter, you're looking at just about the very end of the Bible, right? I mean, we are we are just about at the very end of the Bible, which means that timing wise, the the letter has come out years and years later after after all this has taken place, and here's. Here's Peter in his old age talking about what it means to lead a godly life. And it's, it reminds me a lot of Romans chapter 5 where, you know, perseverance leads to hope and hope cannot disappoint kind of a thing where each, each trait is a building block. Well, the first trait is faith. You, you have to have faith in Jesus because faith in Jesus opens up the promises, opens up the direction to a godly life. And then from that, you add knowledge, you add self-control, you add mutual affection, you add love, and you add, you add other stuff in there, kindness. You know, all this stuff has to all come together. But self-control is in that list, is, is in that foundational list of things that we have to have to have a godly life. And meanwhile, I'll say it again, I know very little about self-control in my own life. Coming from a person who just ate a ream of Oreos last night <laughs> at 9.30... <laughs> At not, uh, so not only a ream of uh, a ream of Oreo cookies at nine thirty. Nine thirty. Oh, yeah. Even though I'm trying to do this like intermittent fasting thing, <laughs> this would just I'd be just, the time where you were not fasting just at all. Down the kitchen, no one's around. Oh, no one's around to say, Jay, don't eat a whole ream. 
of Oreo cookies. But you see, that was the, that's the realization that I've, come, that I've come to. You know, like I said, the backdrop of this whole thing is we want to lead a godly life. And to give you kind of a hint of why we want to lead a godly life is because we want a godly eternity, right? You lead a godly life and it leads to a godly eternity. Uh, the problem that we have is that all these other things, perseverance and, and knowledge and uh, godliness, mutual affection, love, all these things, we can fake those things. Fake I can, until you make it? Uh, right? Yeah, okay. I, can, I can act like I like you, Jay. <laughs> but be, but be, but completely, you know, right. but you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we can, yeah. we can have that. We can have all these great conversations where we're laughing and then I'll just go home and be like, man, that Jay's a crumb. I can't stand that guy. <laughs> or, or we can act like yeah. we are, we are people who love and on the outside, that's what it looks like. And maybe it comes along, maybe it doesn't, but we, but you can't fake self-control. You know, that report comes very quickly. When, when, you know, when you, when you have failed the self-control test, you immediately have that, that conviction of, oh my goodness. It's evident to you. Yes. Sometimes when you're not being patient or something, someone else might point it out to you, but self-control, guess who is the barometer on that? Yeah. You and yourself alone. Yep. And, you know, we were, we were talking about knowledge. You know, I can, I can read a, I can quickly skim an article on uh, the paintings of Picasso. And as long as we're talking, you know, forgive the pun, broad brushstrokes, as long as we're talking just the, <laughs> you know, just the nuts and bolts of what this guy does, I can sound knowledgeable about Picasso. I hear you. However, I don't know any of his. I don't know any of his periods of his pieces or or when he did that stuff. And and that level of knowledge I don't have. But I can fake, and and just stop talking and listen. Well, the Van Gogh thing. I went to the immersive Van Gogh thing. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. And I was like, like that. oh. Mm. <laughs> oh, look at that. I only know Starry Night. What an, That's what all an that amazing use of color. Wow. Mm. Actually, the contrast on the screen is wrong, so you, this exactly. should be completely so, different. So, you know, I can be, I know a little bit about it. I was able to participate. Yeah. But if I had to go to an immersive self-control, <laughs> I don't think I, I'd do well. There time, there's times when I feel like I've got grips on it. And, and I like what Mike was saying, that, that it's almost like, Sometimes we think of all these spirits of being like fruits of the spirit of being. Or well, I mean, it's not a fruit of the spirit. Yeah, but yeah, but, but yeah, we're not saying about we, like these. all these elements of our faith. Right. We think of them being like, well, I'm working on this. Well, I'm working on that. Self control is a summation of yeah. all these, right? Is that what you're kind of getting at, Mike? Well, I'm kind of getting at that, but I'm also kind of getting it at that we've we've kind of created a a a whole category of these are the traits that a Christian needs to be. And I don't know how it happens. I don't think anybody does it on purpose. But self-control either doesn't make the list or makes it so far down the list that it's not among the most important things. However, when you look at the way Peter takes it, I mean, it is towards the beginning. If you're thinking from a foundational standpoint, if you're using this as faith is the first thing you got to have, makes perfect sense. Knowledge is the next thing you need to have. That makes good sense. Self-control which then allows, if, if you're thinking in terms of one allows you to have the next, allows you to have the next, allows you to have the next, then, then all of a sudden, if you don't have self-control, then you don't have a real grasp of perseverance. You don't have a real grasp of godliness, which all, yeah, makes sense. If you don't, you know, you don't have a, a grasp of mutual affection, you don't have a grasp of, of love or a, a complete grasp of love that you could have if self-control was part of your toolbox. Does that make sense? 
That makes sense. Yeah. Also, you know, I was talking about, and I've talked about this with youth. There's there's a concept in our society that you only go around once. Oh yes. yes. So you must, and so that leads to I need to indulge. Yep. I need to be um, self-centered. Sure. Only uh, think about myself. Self-control has its place. Is almost like what you're saying. Exactly. I'll, I'll call on it when when I. Here's a great example. What happens? What happens on Ash Wednesday, Jay? Oh. Tell me, tell me what happens to our our self control meter. Well, I mean, it's it's full, right? Yeah, put on sackcloth and ashes, pretty that's much. A, and we're yeah, like, we're locking it down for I'm, Lent. I'm not, I'm not listening to, I'm not watching Facebook. I'm, I'm not going to mess with my social media. I'm not going to eat this. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do chocolate. that. And for forty days, and if and if we're really aggressive, even on the Sundays, yeah, you don't take the Sundays as Easter's. Yeah, but so you can, but so Easter. for forty days, we're we're all about not doing. We're all about controlling ourselves. And then what happens on Easter Sunday? Just the floodgates. The floodgates. Buck yeah. wild, as my friends used to say. <laughs> buck wild. We go buck. <laughs> I used to work in a. I used to work in a warehouse. Uh, it was called UAV, and you, if you drive down uh, Highway 77, for those folks knowing what I'm talking about, Highway 77, you just got over to the South Carolina line. There was this great big place called UAV, and uh, it was a distribution center for cassette tapes, dating myself, videotapes, <laughs> and they were just starting to get into DVDs and, and uh, some CD, some CD work. Well, you know, I was working in the warehouse. We were just stuffing boxes, you know, creating creating stuff like where the where the supermarket would get a, 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 a display and all these cassettes, something like $5 for a cassette, something like that, right? So we're in there, and, you know, every time Friday rolled around, just the people I were with, they're like, oh, I'm going to go buck wild this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I spent a long time to get yeah. to that part, but, you know, you're right. You know, self-control is not not one of the things that we – teach ourselves or really kind of or it's something that we have for a period of time yeah. when we have an end goal in sight right yeah oh yeah oh great example so uh oh, pa- patrick does not listen to this podcast so if we're he, good if he did he'd be you know he used to sleep with a blanket when he was when he was a kid he had and he called it blanky all right of course so yeah. so we were trying to kind of wean him off the blanket so we said you know what if you don't sleep with the blanket we'll give you a quarter so he got a quarter night one fine night two fine night three fine night four fine night five blanky's back right patrick you you don't need your you, you've been going without blanky we've been giving you a quarter he said yeah but now i've got a dollar i can go to the dollar uh, store i'm good <laughs> i'm good you know yeah i mean this is this is how we treat self-control not as something that has to be a bedrock of our of our faith but as something that we kind of hit or miss if we're if we're having a good day i'll get it and you know i, I just think about Is self-control a prison it doesn't but <laughs> kind, of see, really, kind of like but, well, but my release know, that's date way, that's where people look at it that's where people treat it unless yeah. you see it as a way to be freed Ah. from the power of the temptations over you, uh, unless you see it as a, a way of being uh, freed from all the, th- all the thoughts that you think in the moment uh, where your self-control is sitting on the line. Mm. If, you're, if you're able to safeguard yourself against it, then you're, you're, you're going to be stronger. 
And, and I, you know, I always like giving people a way out. I always like giving, you know, that's, that's where grace always shows up. That's, you know, when there seems like there's no way out, you know, like when, when you think about how tough it is to have self-control, what is the way out of it? The way out of it is to, to lean into the other things that are bedrocks of our faith, the, the faith itself, our knowledge, our perseverance, our godliness, our mutual affection, and our love. If we lean into those things, it's almost like a, a, when the water raises, the ship goes up with the water. And if we're worried about our self-control not being as good as it could be, if we are putting, ourself, putting our, our efforts into making sure that we are uh, persevering and, and we're living in this godliness, then it's going to correct some of the incorrectness. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to drive us away from the things that would break us and instead drive us towards what we're looking for. You know, this godless, godly life leads to a godly eternity. Yeah, well, and I think also, too, the enemy of self-control is temptation, right? The enemy is, the enemy is, the enemy of the platypus <laughs> is man. For you yeah. Phineas and Fur people, but yes. Well, and it doesn't it say in Scripture that he'll, he'll give us a way out when we're tempted, right? Sure. And as much as we love to, we love to kind of fix that and, and make it seem like, I I don't I, I think you're I think you're on to some of the purpose of what that is, but I, I think there's also a part of this that we you know that we kind of skip over, and that's a lot of times the reason why we fall to temptation or we lose our self control is because we like to butt right up against the line. We like to lean right in as far as we can to where we're not doing what we're supposed to, not supposed to be doing. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? No, no, okay. Because that's right, not okay. that's not self control no, at all, right? No, that's that's almost taking advantage of yeah. and playing to our own needs and, and yeah. self centeredness, and, yeah. and then all the blocks crumble because that's not based out of a of faith, right? Oof, man, this week is rough, Mike. But but here but here's the good news. There's good news. I didn't. We were talking before. I didn't read what verses ten and eleven talk about because okay. there's a therefore. And when you see a therefore, you want to know what it's. Therefore, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. If we if we make every effort to to foster all these things, you'll receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you do these things, you will never stumble. Wow. Wow. You know, I mean, here's where here's where the payoff is if if we if we pull all of our efforts into these foundational things, which draw us to God, which draw us away from the things that would pull us from God, we will never stumble. And, you know, that, that to me is a, is a powerful promise to be made for people that are fallible, that make mistakes, that, that stumble. Humans. Yeah. But to, <laughs> but to be, you know, to say that if we... Does this apply to dinosaurs? You know that's a good question. Mm. That's a good question because you know there's there's other questions that come up in uh, you know the second movie, which which I actually ended up the seeing, lost folks. World. Yeah, I, I saw that on a Friday and then on a Saturday. And I, I will say this: this is back in the day when the the front seat of the movie theater was the front seat, and I mean you could actually get a headache from being that close. Uh, dinosaur movies are not that much better. When yeah, when your neck is craning to look up and uh, and everything is that little bit out of focus because they're trying to take care of the rest of the place, 
Um, they got their tickets earlier. But uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we went there on a we went there on a Friday. We went on a Friday night, and then another couple asked us to go the next day, and we didn't have the heart to tell them we had saw it the night before. So insult to injury, there we are sitting on the very front row watching a movie we've already seen, craning our necks, breaking our necks to watch this movie. But you know, I've seen every one of them. Yeah, I, I've seen too. every one of them, and you know, uh, I don't want to give away too much of. Sunday, but you know you can learn a lot from Jurassic Park. Did you know that, Jay? I did know that. Yeah. Yes, a lot, a lot and, of themes and I, there. Yeah, and I try to, I try to, I try to learn something from every movie that I watch. Some are some sometimes it's a lot harder than others. It means more to me if I'm able to glean something that I right. can. Not so, all movies are Christian based, but if I can right. glean something and equate it to my Christian life, I'm down. Like I'll give you a couple. Number one, mosquitoes are the cause of all evil. <laughs> I mean, look at yes. look at look at the movie. You'll you'll see what I'm talking about if you if you are one of the four people in this in this world that have not seen Jurassic Park, mosquitoes are are the bane of our existence and this is very important in case this should ever happen. T Rex is a, is a movement hunter, meaning if you stay completely still, he can't see you. And I'm here to tell you that that only applies if you are the slowest runner in your group. You don't have to outrun the whole group. Yeah, you. I got to outrun <laughs> one guy. That's all I got to do is outrun one guy. Oh, I would still be the last guy. I'm, I'm Team Rex Meat at that no, point. No, but see, that's where you don't move. I'm the guy in the port of John. He just chomps on, you know? <laughs> he just finds that guy. Oh. Legs all just what a great, What a great place to kind of bring people. You know, we've, we've been talking about <laughs> self-control, and then we're in a potty getting eaten up by a T-Rex. But I digress. Yeah, you think? <laughs> I just wanted, just wanted to, I had to put a little bit more Jurassic Park in there. We, you know, we, part of this is a teaser. Part of this is a companion to the Sunday. I wanted you to get those couple points in there. So what you're saying is you spared no expense with spared no expense. That's that. By, by the way, folks, that's a John Hammond line over and over uh, for spared for how no how how he went to to make sure this was the biggest and best thing. Now, Except with the generators and the, and, the, and the electric fences. Those could have been a little bit better. <laughs> I do have one more question. And this, this one, I'll ask it on Sunday, and I'll probably get the same cricket look. Why the heck didn't he just create little dinosaurs that were complete? <laughs> Why didn't he bring back a dodo bird or a carrier pigeon? Bring back something manageable. This guy's like, he's bringing all the big crap back. Why? Why? Well, they, they say in one of them that... the. Uh, Humans need another thrill, which I think really uh, equates back to our self control. It is self control, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. That we're always looking for the next big thing. That's right. And, and the lack of satisfaction. The one with Chris Pratt, the whatever that one is, that yeah. he said, yeah, oh, you wanted something more ferocious. You wanted something bigger. You wanted something meaner. And, and I mean, you know. That's living for today, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's a, this is a beautiful example. This, this one movie creates this, this scene where. He has no control of himself to, to stop and look at the carnage around him. Not to mention that his own grandkids are on this ride, and he, and he doesn't even know if they're alive or dead. And they made four more movies <laughs> after that, right? Because we as people are pretty bad at self-control. Exactly. I mean, it, it, is, it, is, a, it is a testament to our problem with self-control. Mm. Because the second one, the guy wants to bring a dinosaur back home with him. Right. <laughs> Jeez, man. I, it's just, it's unreal. The fourth one, they think they can train them. Yeah, yeah. 
We could just train these rats. The fifth one, let's have a <laughs> let's have a great big let's have a great big event where we can auction them off, and you can have them on your property. How great! I don't think I've seen that one. I got to watch that That's one. That's a great one. They're all they're all for me. They're all great. Yeah, they're, they're all, all great. great. But but you know, I mean, the the whole idea is, you know, who the, was great at self control, Mike? Thank you know what it's because. As we are as we are falling further and further away from self control, movie number five yes. of of the same scenario where some guy thinks he can control. Jesus was great at self control. There you go. And what were some of the ways that he that made him good at it? Number one, the relationship with the father. Sure. Uh, the fact that he made himself less so that we could be more. Correct. You know, because he could have he could have very easily just said, "Hey, look, this is made it about himself." I could go down there and be with them. I, I could be a, an example. I could be, I could be uh, a savior for them. Yeah. Or I can just stay here. But he didn't do that. You know, I mean, it, we meant more to him than his place with the Father. That's powerful. And, and you know, self-control and so many, it, the devil's got him. devil's got him in the wilderness. Yeah. And, you know, turn the stones to bread. He could have. He's like, you're, you're real hungry. Throw yourself off this. Eat that ream of cookies, That's Jay. Right. <laughs> Eat that ream of Oreos. And I say, that, no, I won't, I won't say that. I won't say that. I will not say that because. I can already read what you're going to do. Yeah. But no, but, and also he relied on scripture in times of weakness. Yep. He put, yeah, there was knowledge there. Sure. Knowledge. And, you know, when it came, when it came time for, uh, for someone to, uh, to give them a kiss and for the, you know, for the Roman soldiers to take them away. There was mutual love. There was mutual affection. There was love. There was love there for him that he didn't, he didn't get the other the other disciples killed. You know, there's there was self control, over and above, for him. I mean that that was kind of, well, not kind of. That was his thing. You know, yeah. he was he was the perfect example of all these things. Well, I think we've got it surrounded today. Yeah, it's just like dinosaurs surrounding humans. Right, we've got it surrounded. I, I guess. I guess the big question then is: Are you willing to make self-control something that you aim for, or are you going to leave it in the spot where it's well? That's one place where I've lost my self-control again. Mm. Uh, what What way are you going to come at self-control as a part of the building block of your faith, or as a, a stumbling block of your life? And that's that's the burning question. That is the challenge for the week. Yeah. Well, hey, have a great week, and we'll see you Sunday. We really hope to see you Sunday. Don't get eaten by anything larger than, like, a large lizard or anything like that. And watch out for mosquitoes. Have a great week. Church, church.